just decided to enter the minds of two dudes who love the outdoors and live an active lifestyle. Join us as we share anything from hiking and hunting to strength training and general fitness and all the in-between. Laugh, learn, help. Live a little through us. Welcome to the Active Man Podcast. for listening and following us uh, to this point. Just wanted to give you a heads up. The first 30 seconds, we had a bad connection, but it does get better. All right, thanks for listening. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. We are back again in the luxurious podcast studio hall at Blue Mountains. This is your host and my co-host. Co-host. I think I would make a better co-host. You have a better voice than I do. And I have a face for radio. Touche, sir. Thank you. Touche. At least, that's what my mom says. Your mom's nice. (laughs) What she wants to be. (laughs) Well, here we are. Here we are. We're back. Talking about the gym this time. The indoors. The great indoors. The fitness, if you will. I guess not all fitness has to be indoors but the we're talking about like the indoor version of this podcast you know trying to partition it part outside part inside podcast partitioned mm-hmm. <laughs> well uh as far as fitness is concerned um uh, where do we go from here i think a good topic to start off with is well like what are the core workouts? Like, what are the most important workouts you can do? Like, is it running? Is it lifting? Is it like, you know, people value doing upper body more than lower body? A lot of people at this gym value doing upper body more than <laughs> lower body. A lot of the kids that I coach value doing more upper body than lower body. And like, body. as a young athlete, like, that's like a tough thing not to do because... Mm-hmm. Like you see results, I think you like visibly see results in upper body lifting faster than you might see, like in your lower half, because you're always like every at least for young male athletes, uh, you know, like having pipes while you're playing is like you know have jacked arms, like that's like one of the first things you look towards. You're always flexing in the mirror. You're not like checking out how huge your legs look, and like I think that's just like kind of the culture now of a lot of young athletes is like just because they look yoked in their upper half, you know, that doesn't mean you're like strong. No. The strongest guys have like strong cores and, and strong legs, right? I mean, you're the, you're, you're, you're the fittest guy. So well, you would know. I mean, to answer the first part of your question, you're right. You know, that is one of the places that you'll see results uh, visibly, especially if you're like most of the youth that spend an hour a day uh, doing nothing but curls. So obviously yeah. that amount yeah. of volume, um, you, yeah, you're going to get some some size increase there. Um, <clears throat> but as far as the the appropriate exercise, uh, that's dependent on the person and what their goals are. Um, you know, 
there's no one one uh, one way street for everybody. Everybody's a little bit different. Um, so different things are going to work for different people, but a lot of that's based on, you know, your your goals, whether it's you play a sport, you're preparing for a hunt out west where you're going to have to hike. Yeah. Uh, if you're preparing for a race, maybe if you have 5K, 10K, uh, half marathon, um, or if you're playing, um, I don't know, like shuffleboard at the bar. <laughs> You know, yeah, which is important. Yeah, Good a lot of core strength. Going rotate your cuff strength, I guess. That's, that's correct. But like, you know? so, just for like the average human, like what would be like the core, like maybe three things to do, in your opinion? In my opinion, um, if you had to pick three things, I would, I would definitely say, I would, to pick the things that most people do on a regular basement as far as those movements... Uh, every day, more than likely, you're going to pick something up off the ground. Yeah. So squat or deadlift, yeah. either or. Yeah. Um, and there's tons of variations of those that you can apply to you, your fitness level, um, any prior existing injuries that you need to be careful of. All those things go into consideration as far as what type you're doing. Um, and then a push and a pull upper body exercise. Um, so, <clears throat> again, those you have lots of variation, but if you had to pick three, um, pick one of the two for squat or deadlift, and then a push and a pull exercise. One other thing I want to add is, if we're talking about bare minimum, is that you add in some sort of core exercise, such as a plank, where you're getting a lot of bang for your buck, and you want to make sure the middle of the chain is just as strong as the outer edges so that you're getting maximal output for your body. If the inside is weak, you're not going to get the most output uh, for the rest of your body, so throw in a plank as well. That being said, um, if you are just getting started and you basically have zero idea um, kind of how to get rolling, I would always, 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 always advise you um, if you're able to, please meet with somebody, um, whether it's a trainer at a facility that you go to, or maybe you have at least you know a, a close friend or family member that has a lot of knowledge. You definitely want to you know meet with somebody that can kind of help point you in the right direction. Number one, teach you how to do things correctly. Number two, and then um, you can kind of lean on them as you're going if you're going to go about it yourself. If you can afford it, it's always better to start out and have somebody work with you, um, you know, for a couple a couple weeks, uh, at least until you kind of get things where you feel comfortable and that person feels comfortable letting you fly fly on your own, if you will. Yeah. Um, but that's I mean, if you can afford it, that's the best thing to do. Um, then you're you're not basically going to create any bad habits. They're gonna. <clears throat> They'll, they'll get your form set up correctly from the get-go so then you don't have to break any bad habits down the road. You're doing everything correctly. It's going to be safe. Um, and also you'll have the, the appropriate exercises for your level, for your goals, um, and specifically what you're looking for. Everything will be planned out. And, and you definitely want to follow a plan instead of just going in and just winging it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So in your opinion, what do you think, you know, you get a lot of people who are, you know, 
they enjoy cardiovascular type exercises more than they do strength and endurance or strength and strength performance type stuff. You know, what's the appropriate balance? You know, I, I realize that like everybody's different, um, but again, on like the average scale, what do you think is the appropriate balance between the two? And just having regular um, strength goals, like you're just trying to get more active, like what's the what's the appropriate balance? Um, well, like you said, I mean, it does depend on the person and their goals. If, uh, if we're just talking about a, you know, a general population person um, who's just looking to get a little bit healthier and uh, a little bit stronger, um, if, you, if you had to give it a percentage scale, um, you, your resistance training is definitely going to take precedence over your cardiovascular, but you definitely need both. Um, I would say 70% strength training, 30% cardiovascular. And the reason why <clears throat> is in your, in your training, and, and more than likely if it's a general pops person like that, um, you know, getting into it, they, they are going to have some cardiovascular effects from the, the weight training or resistance training also. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't think about that as part of their routine, but, you know, you are getting some cardiovascular work even if you're just doing resistance training. And a lot of that is dependent on how much you're resting in between sets, uh, the volume of stuff that you're doing, uh, and in what time frame. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of how I would lay it, you know, lay it out if it's just a general pops person, you know, with those goals that you had specifically set. Yeah, and that makes sense. I feel like, uh, you know, it's difficult to, to tack you know, a particular workout to a broad, like, spectrum of people. Mm -hmm. Like, people have to recognize, you know, you have to be self-aware of what your limitations are and what you can do uh, before you really commit to, you know, going to the going to the gym or, or exercising uh, multiple times a week. You just mm -hmm. have to kind of inflect a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, any, anything is better than nothing. I mean, you know, getting up and moving is, is better than, than not doing anything at all. But again, if you if you can make an appointment with a trainer uh, and go through the consultation process, basically what you, what you'll do with that person is you're going to go over your health history, and they're going to go through that and all of the different indicators, whether it's family genetic um, issues or if you've had joint problems, any past injuries, if they do any type of assessment, they can go through use that information and create a program that will be specific to what your needs are. And that's the best way to kind of get going with something, making sure you're doing the right types of things based on your health history, your body, any previous issues that, that you need to get cleaned up, uh, whether it's a imbalance in flexibility or if it's a posture issue, uh, that person can kind of put together a program, a prescription if you will, uh, to fix or improve any <clears throat> issues that you may have and then build based on your goals off of that uh, to get you where you were asking to go as far as your program is concerned. Are you soliciting our listeners right now? I may or may not be, actually. Did you hear that child's <laughs> footprint just run across? For it the was... people that are... 
not aware by now, there are various sounds in the background. <laughs> and that's because we're in a gym that's open right now, <laughs> and we've barricaded ourselves in a makeshift audio room. So, hopefully, the, there if you're are, still listening, <laughs> that's, you know, that's the reason why you're hearing There it. are no doors or windows. We, that's a lie, we do have one door. Anyway, speaking of, like, you know, working out, working out styles or your approaches, uh, how do you feel about training masks? <laughs> uh, training masks, that is definitely... <clears throat> that's got to be, like, uh, probably one of the most... I feel like it's, like, a really debated thing in the population of people who aren't trainers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll say this about a lot of stuff, you know. Everything might have it, it a place somewhere for someone, and that the training mask. I I think I want to believe the initial intention for that was to improve a person's ability to maximally use you know oxygen in a lower air you know type place. Like if you're if you are going to hike in the mountains and there's less oxygen. Using something like that, not all the time when you're working out, but once in a while will help you adapt um, to those type of environments. Now, that being said... But doesn't that, like, still defeat the purpose? Like, I mean, you're the trainer, so you tell me. So, like, it's like VO2, volume of oxygen. Mm -hmm. Like, taking it into your lungs. Like, when uh, when you're wearing a mask, it's actually restricting air going into your mouth. Like, when you're in the mountains hiking without a mask, you're not actually restricting air, per se. You're res- there's just less oxygen. Right. In, in what you're saying, you're exactly correct. Like, it's not, it's not going to make your body better, you know, at using less oxygen, per se. Mentally and physically, it's going to put you into that that scenario that stressor like state yes so you know on on one hand no it's 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 not going to have the the physiological impact um, that most people think it is but mentally and physically it's going to make you feel not the same but it's going to make you feel like you're in an oxygen deprived state yeah um and understand that you know, the results that you get while using that, if your body is taking in less oxygen, oxygen is a, a, a huge factor in your output, whether it's strength or cardiovascular exercise. Like you need oxygen. Your body, if it's restricted, you're not going to get as much out of it. So if you're constantly training with that mask on, your workouts are being challenged and your, your output is not going to be as good as what it would be if you didn't have the mask on. It's just physically not possible. But yeah. on the other side, like I said before, if you're using it very minimally just to more or less prepare yourself of what it might feel like to be restricted, if you're going, you know, going into those environments, that's kind of like you know, the same type of thing as... <clears throat> the Navy SEALs, you know, a lot of the stuff that they go through, you know, certain things, they don't necessarily improve the physiology of their body. It's, it's more or less just testing their mind and, and preparing them mentally to be able to handle those type of extreme stressful situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So a, lo- a lot of it's men- the mental aspect that you're getting out of it. But going back, you know, guys that use that all the time, you're basically depriving yourself 
of better results because you're not allowing your body to use what it needs to be productive at a high level. Yeah. It'd be like saying, okay, uh, all right, Gav, I want you to prepare for your next race. You're running a 5K. But I don't want you to take in you know, as many nutrients, and I want your body to work at a sub-maximal level going into that race because meh, you might not be able to eat you know, that great the night before. Why in God's name would you do that to yourself? That's like, yeah, to me, that's like if you're, you know, driving a car long distance, it's like, ah, I'm going to prep for this by filling up to a half tank. <laughs> yeah, stupid. And then we're going to get, we're yeah. going to get on our way. So yeah. it also doesn't help that like these training masks are badass looking. And it makes you look like Bane and probably <laughs> makes you feel like Bane. I was going to say the same thing. I was like... They look sweet. So it's like the marketing aspect of, of the fitness industry, which is like, you know, that's like a billion dollar industry. He was born in the darkness. Molded by it. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked a little bit about the fitness industry and, you know, your realm, what helps you uh, put protein on the, protein in the blender, mm. I guess. But kind of wanted to address, well, not really questions, but comments uh, that you posted on your Instagram, your personal Instagram, and the Active Man Podcast Instagram. If you aren't following already, it is the Active Man Podcast via Instagram. Via Instagram, So yes. what we did was we, we made a little video asking if there was anything that the viewers, listeners, uh, would like us to speak about um, moving forward, any different types of subjects, and I'll let you... Yeah, so the first comment slash question is from PJ Suida, uh, professional Muay Thai fighter who uh, would um, beat us both up easily, quite easily. And Not that he would do that, but maybe may potentially uh, a future Active Man podcast uh, interviewee. I, I agree. Um, even though he has a bit of beer jealousy most of the year when I have my facial mane, you know, this this comment is basically a direct shot. Yeah, at your manhood. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let me let me see so what he says. I'd like to know more about the attack of the old mighty razor did. It did a real number on ye old face. <laughs> How did it get the best of you? And why did you let it? Are you coming up with solutions or strategies for the future? Now, number one. You have to understand that this man has moved from the Bloomsburg area to Philadelphia, and that's now why... I feel like his... he would be offended if you said the Bloomsburg area. He's from Mount Carmel. I mean, I guess, that. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he moved to Philly, and I understand why, you know, his sentences and things like that have changed for the worse. Um, so we'll just throw that out there first. Okay. Right, so that's, Fair you enough. know, before he left, he could speak clearly now, and he's been hit in the head a few more times uh, mm -hmm. than that time. So, so the, the razor statement. So why did you do it? Right? Getting well, back to the question. Why did I do it leads me to why did I begin to grow my beard in the first place? And this, this is a yearly cycle that I go through. There's, there's multiple reasons. I started growing my beard years ago because I would run the diamonds race dressed as Santa Claus and I wanted a real full beard 
that was dyed white. For the kids, man. For the kids. For the kids. For the kids. Even though that you're running a marathon. It's it's only nine miles. It's not a marathon. Oh, it's a... What is that? 10K? No. 10K is 6.2. So it's like a 15... A little less than a 15K. Huh. And that's called the what? The Diamonds. Oh, that's called the Run, run for, for the, the Diamonds. diamonds. You yes. couldn't even name it. You ran it. You know, I, I don't focus on what it's called. I focus, <laughs> I focus on the, the road. You focus on the finish one. The road that lies ahead. Anyway, uh, the second part of this question is, are you coming up with solutions or strategies for the future? So, so, so I grow my beard out every year to dress as Santa Claus to run this, this race. It's not for a charity. It's just a yearly thing that's been going on for over 100 years. But you said I, you do it for the kids. I do it for the kids. The kids that, that are there cheering for Santa. all the souls that are dying, especially when we're going up that, that massively steep hill that's like two miles. Um, but there's, there's you know, a lot of kids and stuff that stand on the, the sidewalks and are cheering for you. Um, so I, you know, I thought... You specifically, of course. I thought... You know, with my my body type, mm-hmm. uh, it's a dad bod. You know, I already have imposing the, the, dad bod. <laughs> the slight, the slight belly that Santa would have if he was a, in fact, a, you know, a runner, a running, lifting, coaching dad. That's that's correct. That is correct. So when you so, fulfill all those topics, it's like you know you get a little credit for yeah. having a little bit of a pouch. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, so then I usually keep it until the weather changes, uh, and that could vary from late March to mid-May. Um, as soon as we finally get warm weather, then I take, I take the facial sweater off. Uh, it's time to breathe. You know, let, let, the, uh, let the jaw out a little bit. Let it go. And, yeah, and what I usually do is I cut it down into a delightful mustache, um, usually one filled with wax on the ends. Uh, to spice it up a little bit. It's like a honey wax, or like, sorry, honey wax, beeswax. So, I mean, it's just you know they they have better products than beeswax, but but yeah, they really you know I put a little put a little mustache wax on there, rock that for about two to two to six weeks ish, mm-hmm. and then I cut that off and clean the canvas and get it ready for uh, the next year's growth. Clean the canvas. Clean the canvas. I like that. That could be a can the canvas cleaners. That could be a cool uh, face shaping. Canvas cleaners. Mm-hmm. Copyrighted. Faces right there. here. Yeah. Copyrighted. So we'll have copper tone and we'll create yes. canvas cleaners. Yes. Those are um, our, two, our two sponsors. Yeah. Uh, second comment and last comment from Brady Crawford 9. Proper way to poop in thy forest. Now, I'm, we I'm, talked about this a little bit in the first podcast. We did. That, that was, you know, with our the, the first one we were talking about hiking, when and if you need to drop a deuce, you know, how to appropriately do that. Uh, I can tell you a story of how not to do it, uh, especially if you're hunting. Maybe for a different podcast? It could be a short story. All right, you want to tell it right now. <laughs> That's why. It's, right. it's, Fine, tell it. It's fresh in my mind just as if, now this is this is a story that I heard not firsthand, but from a friend of secondhand story. Secondhand story, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Credibility is just skyrocketing. I'm, and I'm going to make it really short. <clears throat> we'll cliff. We'll give you the cliff notes version. Okay. Okay. Guy is hunting. 
guy has one piece like Carhartt suit with yeah. hood yeah. while hunting to stay warm. Sure. It's cold outside. Mm-hmm. Guy has to make a deposit. <laughs> guy unzips. Guy takes top half of his stuff down. Well, I, I assume all the way down, not off, but down. Yeah. You know, understood. down around the ankles. Yeah, understood. Um, and, you know, does his deed. And then after re, uh, re-robing himself... Uh, heads back to his tree stand, and <laughs> I feel like I know how this is going already. Well, he wa- you know, he wonders why there's still, you know, the aroma, even though it was yeah. a-, a bit of a distance away from his stand. He's still smelling the aroma, uh, when in fact this gentleman actually took a shit into the hood of his Carhartt onesie, didn't realize it, and then when he put it back on, the poo was still with him inside. <laughs> <laughs> the Carhartt onesie. I can't believe that story actually came out like, you know. I mean, think advance about it. further than that. Think about it. Credit you know, to that you, guy. If you were wearing one of those onesies, you know, and you and you don't take it completely off, it's down around your ankles. I mean, that's a lot of material to get out of the way. You know I wonder I mean? if he just threw it out. I mean, I, I would have taken it home and probably burned it. Yeah. Unless I shot a slammer. You know, like a ten or a twelve. <laughs> then you can never wash it again. No, then then the poo stays with you forever. Yeah. Wow. That would be something. But to, uh, I mean, thank you for that story. <laughs> and I'm sorry, guy. Yeah, that guy. That gentleman had a bad day. Yeah, of course. I'm assuming that you know him well, and that you're. I don't know just... the I don't know the guy that did it. Okay, but you knew the guy. I know who... a friend of his that told me the story. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, you and you hear stories of people like you know. Losing socks while they're out in the woods. You know what yeah. I mean? You don't bring toilet paper out with you. It's, or It's more a donation wanna... of a sock. Not that you lost it. Not that you, you lost it. You're, you know, you're knowingly giving that sock's life away. Yeah. For the, for the greater good of the team. Team being yourself. Of course, of course. Now, that goes without saying, if you do, quote unquote, lose that sock, find a way to at least bring that sock with you. I know that sounds horrible, but... Like, don't leave it out in the woods. You know, don't leave it out. Um, You tell your strategy, uh, because I'm sure this has probably happened to you before, right? Losing a sock? No, no, no. I mean, like, you know, unexpectedly having to 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 drop a piece in the woods. And Uh, then I will, I'll share what's worked for me. All right. Yeah, that's that's fine. And uh, it's never really happened (laughs) expectedly, like... Or, I'm sorry, not expected. Unexpectedly, because um, usually I'm I'm on a pretty good schedule as far as that goes, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll like to make preparations prior to going out. But if I'm out for, like, multiple days, then, yeah, like, that's inevitable. Um, so, honestly, I think the best thing you can do is find uh, good diggable ground, like diggable soil, so you can dig through it, mm-hmm. uh, because you shouldn't just, like, you know, go to the bathroom directly onto the ground and not, and just have it out. Like, mm-hmm. that's just, come on, just don't do that. Yeah. It's reckless. Don't do it. It's, it's just not cool. Um, so, yeah, find diggable ground and dig yourself a nice hole, and preferably with two or one good support tree that you can, like, almost, like, hang on, you know, 
like an orangutan, like, <laughs> you know, with like, with its very strong forelimbs, you know, just get a good grip, anchor yourself, mm-hmm. uh, and make sure you're not, you know, too far backwards, like maybe, or maybe like on a decline, because you don't, you won't really want to limit the risk of falling backwards. I mean, that that's a risk that if you're on a decline, you got to be willing to make. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. I've also heard, I haven't tried this one, uh, usually like the rock support or the, the tree support in a nice spot will, has sufficed for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have heard of the catcher stance as well. Just just free, like, like no hands? Like catcher stance. Catchers, like if there's a runner on first and you're, you're in the block throw position. Yeah, like full, yeah, like directly under you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because that's actually like, as far as I hear, it's the most one of the most natural positions that we can be in. That's why they make the squatty potty. The squatty potty, yeah. It's um, I think some trainers call it like it's like a third world squat position. I know it's like, is that almost like what the position? Yeah, is I mean you're it? you're you're basically sitting with your like you're sitting you're almost, behind yeah. almost like on your heels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, in that full sit position, basically what it does is it puts your your. Uh, your canal, if you will, your bowels and everything in the proper position for perfect flow uh, yeah. or perfect exiting. Deposition. For yeah. Perfect deposition. Yes. But yeah, so those were, you know, two good comments. I'm glad that we, well, I'm glad that you had had the foresight in posting that and asking our uh, <clears throat> listeners or your followers at least to, mm-hmm. uh, to respond. Maybe yeah. we'll do that more often. Because uh, if we don't, we might run out of stuff to talk about. Let's hope not. I hope not either. But does this conclude it? Are we done? I think we could be done and just like, you know, save it for next time. We could do that. We could do that. That's not a bad idea. What are we going to talk about next? Komodo dragons. None of us have any experience with them, but... No, I mean, I've seen them on the Planet Earth show from the BBC on Netflix. We can just talk about Planet Earth. Sweet God in Heaven. And Planet Earth too. If the second you, series is equally as incredible. If you haven't watched that and sat there and tried to give like a play-by-play in your own words... I especially love the one in the second version of Planet Earth where uh, the young iguana is mm. outracing the snakes. Yeah, dude. That is like the most amazing <clears throat> footage I've ever seen. I know. I can't believe... That iguana looked like looked like Deion Sanders. I, I, I was gonna say, you know, he he was very similar to a Barry Sanders. Yes, you know, very squirmy, and even you know, in some positions where there Excellent were five or six movement. tacklers around him, would be tacklers. He was able to just get out of their their grasp, and then make it to safety. I mean, it, it is probably one of the greatest runs. Of all time. It's unbelievable. Like, even if you don't watch the Planet Earth series, just look it up on YouTube. Yeah, look YouTube. up Iguana running, outrunning snakes on YouTube. Like, it'll, it's gotta come up. It'll be one of the top hits. It has like, to Iguana outrunning snakes, Planet Earth. You'll yeah. find it. Yes. It's totally, totally worth it. Un- absolutely unbeatable. Unbelievable. I... Unbeatable. Unbeatable. Are you a believer? God, no. God, no. Are you sure? I'm, I'm positive.
That struck a nerve. I don't even like his music. I mean, I don't know how people like his music. I don't know. I don't know. It's just not my... A, it's not my style, and I can't stand the kid. It's he's not even a kid anymore. A kid, that's a how. That's how much time has passed. <clears throat> you know, like yeah. he's been I, around for like ten years. I, you know, I get it. Those, especially the ones that are in the limelight at a young age. But for a lot of the crap that some of them do, like it just ah man, I lose a lot of respect for a lot of the crap that he got in trouble for here and there, and things that I heard, you know, through through the media. Now whether or not all that's true. I mean, it definitely makes you have a bad... Here we are talking about Justin Bieber. Yeah, what the hell? Because of my mistake. That's my mistake. That's how you know we should end this. Yeah. No no more Bieber talk, please. All right, well, thanks for listening, I guess. Yes, thank those you. Of who, those of you who are still here. We appreciate you. Any suggestions are great. And nothing, nothing is, is dumb. dumb. And we love you. Anything is great, nothing is dumb is, is going to be, uh, I think it's going to be the salutations from now on. Anything is great and nothing is dumb. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. Over now. Bye. longer will you be instead of looking at me like a hawk that hasn't eaten in over six months who's ready to gnaw off its own little what dude back up stop hovering go do something else or warm up instead of sitting 12 inches away from me and staring at me while I'm completing my sets thank you if you were able to hang in through all that nonsense, uh, we're excited to announce that next week we will have our first guest, and that will in fact be Mr. PJ Sweeta, professional Muay Thai fighter out of Philadelphia, uh, where we'll talk a little bit about his, his training regimen, uh, nutrition, and what he does to prepare for his upcoming fights, and he's also going to share with us some exciting news uh, moving forward for himself. So thanks for listening. See you next week.